Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Baseball Podcast. Thanks again for joining us. I'm Dustin McComish, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. We're up to episode 59, cruised over the 17,000 download mark. So thanks again for tuning in and downloading and listening and uh, uh, joining the, I guess, joining the discussion or listening to the discussion as we kind of travel the state and, and you know, see what's going on with high school baseball around the state of Texas. Um, Drew, I don't know about you, but I, I know you you have seen some great crowds um, at recent games, but I was uh, Tuesday night. I went to Westlake to see Lake Travis and Westlake, a rivalry game, uh, two teams atop that district there and uh, looked up and around the, the third inning. And it was like basically standing room only just all the way right. down the sides of the field, just people kind of hanging out on the fences there. And uh, uh, funny part was I, uh, I got there behind home plate about 15 minutes before and uh, sit with a couple scouts and uh, um, you know, Tyler Johnson was also there. And unknowingly um, I, pos- I sat in the section that cheerleaders sit when they go to the games. So it's, this isn't, sure this isn't the first time that's no, happened. This happened at the woodlands too. Um, but this time, like, so the woodlands kind of baseball cheering section was already there. So I just had to right. sit behind them. Uh, right. They had the prime seats. But I didn't know that Westlake cheerleaders are going to be there. So I'm sure somebody probably looked over and laughed hysterically at like me, Tyler Johnson, a couple of scouts, and then just like a sea of blue cheerleaders surrounding us. So I was like, oh, boy. Uh, they started doing some cheers at some point, And that's when I started to go down the line and, and get some looks at some swings out there. But the atmosphere was just it was incredible. Um, and I, I just saw a Twitter uh, video I tweeted out from um, – uh, the the San Antonio Johnson and I believe Reagan game earlier this week and that was an electric atmosphere in a big game there so it's fun to see these atmospheres in these district races that are really really heating up because as we always say like it adds an element to the game to the performances and if players can handle that stuff and look you know Westlake won their game four to three in eight innings um, mainly because Lake Travis didn't I don't think they handled that environment well. They didn't get their outs on time. They booted a ground ball and dropped a fly ball and didn't charge a line drive and ended up losing a game when they had 12 hits, despite Westlake, I believe, only having three hits. Um, But that that sort of stuff matters. And uh, it's it's really fun to be in those atmospheres um, and just see how big of a deal, you know, high school baseball is around the state, um, especially especially as these district races heat up and we start making the push towards the playoffs. Yeah, and kind of talking about getting your outs on time, you know, in the game, I, I was at uh, Frisco Reedy versus Frisco Liberty, and the Liberty just ran nonstop. They really? were looking to put pressure on the whole game, and and it mattered. Like, it caused some, caused some mistakes on the part of uh, Reedy, and some of them, you know, could say it ended up being part of the difference in the game. Um, but, you know, just like we've talked about, the good teams – handle the ball well. Um, And, you know, obviously every team has a game here and there where it's just like a snowball fight, but um, you know, for the most part, they handle the ball well. And at this level, man, like if, you know, we talk about being able to handle the ball in the middle of the field, especially so catcher middle and fields Mm -hmm. and all that. And if you can't, and you can't control the running game or you don't play the short game well, like, or, you know, on defensively, um, then it's going to be a problem. Like you're going to, it's going to cost you, it's going to cost you bases. It's going to cost you potential runs. And, you know, I'm just watching a lot of teams play the good aggressive teams on the bases, you know, put a pressure on a defense. And a lot of times it makes a difference to the game. I, I mean, basically I would just keep running until they stop you. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, and you know, there's some, there's a def, there's a def, uh, very definite, um, ability and you know mindset for some of these guys that know how to hold runners and the ones versus the ones that don't mm-hmm. um and you know it's if you get a pitcher you know you may not give the catcher a chance if you're not holding runners but you know the playing defense matters and you know team defense specifically you know you can have a guy that's a really good individual fielder but that doesn't help if you don't fit into the framework of a team defensive yeah. setting so but yeah it was a 
you know, I got, got a good look at a couple of guys, you know, obviously the headliners, Cade McGar, um, who was as advertised, um, you know, he struck out, but had good at bats. Um, he had a hit, had a couple of walks, uh, stole some bases, you know, like, I think he's, he's in line to finish with over 50 stolen bases. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and just, and it's, you know, so it's, but it's not just him that runs on that team. They just, that's their mindset. They get on and go and put pressure mm-hmm. and, uh, and it works for them and they create some chaos and havoc on the bases. And, you know, that's part of this, just part of their style, but, you know, Cade was ad, as advertised. Um, one thing I really liked about him is he just cool demeanor um, with everything he does. Uh, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Acts like he's been there. Um, you know, I, the thing we tweeted out was interesting. Like, he came in in relief at the end of the game and he struck out six batters, uh, through five outs. Um, wow. So, yeah. So he had a pass ball, third so the strike. Stuff was so good that the, uh, it was, out it was good. I, the catcher, it was tough for the catcher. Like, you know, that twilight and into darkness. Yeah, like I, yeah. I think he was having trouble seeing a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I mean the stuff, you know, Cade's stuff definitely played into that a little bit. Cause he threw some really good breaking balls, um, he was 86, 89 the whole time. Uh, like I said, good breaking ball. They just, they, they didn't have an answer for him. Um, got some guys on base, like I said, cause there was a, you know, obviously a pass ball third strike, but he handled it well, you know, didn't change what he was trying to do when he got run, runners on. Um, you can just tell he's a baseball player. You yeah. Know? And that's, that's the highest compliment I feel like we can give a lot of guys is just that they're baseball players. And you can tell, I mean, his dad's the coach. Um, and you can tell he's just been around the game so much and, you know, he's going to have a, a, a shorter learning curve at the next level. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what he does because he could definitely contribute on the mound at the next level. Um, you know, but the talents there offensively and defensively. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he does or what he really wants to do, but, um, you know, it's easy body to, to add some weight. Um, he's going to get stronger. He's got the hit tool, you know, he knows how to handle the bat. Um, so he'll, he'll be a good player for, for tech, um, really quickly, in my opinion. Um, you know, a couple other guys, uh, Oliver Overland started the game for them. Um, uh, 84, 86, uh, good breaking ball, uh, commanded it pretty well. I was impressed with him. Um, lost in town, the Hendricks commits a second baseman, um, made some good defensive plays, hits at the top of the lineup. Uh, Then on the other side of the ball, Reedy, um, Will Anderson, left-handed pitcher, UT Tyler commit 2023. was 84-85 with, I think, a lot more in the tank. Um, I was really impressed with him. He he competed and threw the ball in there and um, threw a little cutter. You know, I, I don't know if he would consider it a cutter or a slider, but, you know, got some outs with that, had a change up. And then another guy that really had a big night was Ryan Alexander uh, for Reedy, who I know I think is on our just miss list. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, that that name sounds really familiar for sure. Yeah, but but Ryan had a good night. He hit a really hard line drive that was caught to second base, and then the next at bat he hit a bomb to dead center. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, he so he played some outfield in third base um, in the game, and you know he looks the part. He's athletic. Um, you know, by, from everyone we've talked to a really hard worker, good work ethic, great student. Um, so he's going to be a guy that's definitely going to play at D one level, I think. Um, but yeah, tools are there and, you know, he, he just goes, goes about his business and knows what he's doing in the box. And, um, and there's a lot more to, to, to grow for him. Um, I don't know how big he's going to, how much bigger he's going to get, but as a baseball player, he's a lot of, got a lot of growth potential in there. Um, so not definitely not a finished product and, and already having a lot of success at this level right now too. But it was a, it was one of the first games I've been to very few that were on grass. Uh, so shout out to coach McGar and his staff for, you know, I know that they definitely spend a lot of time on their, on their field, but the field looked good. I'd never been over there before to Liberty. Um, but that's yeah, crazy. There's a lot of good, good teams and good players in Frisco right now. A lot of, yeah, there are they have yeah. several, like, I think I want to say like 11 five, a schools or a five, a schools. Like, I mean, it's wild. Like if they, they could put together a couple of super teams, if they combine some of those high schools, but that's just not the way that district did it. But 
Um, but yeah, some really good baseball over there. And I was excited to get to see both of those teams for the first time. I'd actually been to Reedy, but I'd never seen them play. I saw a tournament game there, but, but yeah. Didn't so they, so they had a guy, didn't they have a first round pick recently? Reedy? Yeah. Um, I thought they did. Um, yeah. Let me keep talking. I say about they had a really that. big time draft pick out of Reedy recently. Um, maybe Vyers was Vyers. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah it was Vyers. Jordan Vyers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I think they've had a guy come through there recently, but yeah, that area seems like it's it's kind of similar to like a Cypress or a Katie, you know, type thing. It just seems like there's a lot of schools and a lot of talent just keeps popping up throughout that area, but. Um, on my end, it was a lot of the usual suspects in, in the Lake Travis Westlake game. You know, I've seen it, both of those teams um, already this year. Um, and, you know, the bummer was Luke Jackson had a he had a no hitter going through the fourth inning and then uh, left the game with an injury. I, I hope it's nothing serious. Um, haven't really heard yet exactly what it is, but um, stuff was fine. Um, you know, he was still touching 91 miles an hour. Um, in the fourth inning and uh, he was really cruising. I, I was really pleased to see, you know, just the, the fastball control and command that he pitched with um, when he missed with the fastball, it was typically in a good spot and it was to a spot he was aiming to. Uh, so the command element was definitely there. I thought his, his athleticism played more in his delivery You know, the previous time I'd seen him. Um, he was coming back off of a little bit of a back tweak type thing. Um, so that, that was, that was improved, but, uh, yeah, hopefully there's, hopefully there's nothing serious there on the injury side, but OJ Gonzalez came in behind him kind of cold, um, through really well. He was up to 89 miles an hour again with, with a sinker that had a lot of life. Um, he can manipulate the breaking ball. He's an uncommitted 2023. I don't imagine that lasts long. It's the second time I've seen him in a ton of strikes, good looking kid physically, um the stuff plays well I think he's he's got a chance to be a really really good pitcher in that 2023 class and then Ethan Calder Baylor signing smacked the ball around the yard again Cole Johnson um he he was down in the count after being a little late on some fastballs late in the game when Lake Travis was tailing and he tied the game up when they threw him a breaking ball he had a ground rule double which was really bad luck because it would have scored two runs um had it not bounced over the fence off that warning track I would have put Lake Travis ahead, but ended up tying the game there in the seventh inning. Um, he swung the bat well. So kind of the usual suspects there. Uh, and then for Westlake, they got Sage Sanders back in the lineup coming off the injury. You usually expect a little rust with those guys. Man, he looked great. <laughs> Just get in there, smacking the ball around, took some good at bats. Everybody had some tough issues with Luke Jackson earlier on. Uh, but as those Westlake hitters settled in, him and Blake Peterson really swung the bat well. Um, Aiden Bennett was playing shortstop because Theo Gillen's out with that shoulder injury made all the plays uh, just a, looked like a really solid baseball player um, had an opportunity to make at least five six plays defensively at shortstop the ball was finding him a lot he made all the plays every single time really easily seemed like he had a good kind of baseball heartbeat good baseball clock uh, and then yeah. Chance Covert started for them on the mound 2024 left-handed pitcher committed to Texas um, he carries himself like he's 6'5" you know, 230 pounds. I mean, just really a lot of confidence on the mound. Um, the sinker flashed. He was up to 85 miles an hour. The changeup really flashed. I think that that's going to be his best secondary pitch moving forward. Um, mixed in a, a mid to upper 60s curveball that was kind of more of a show me pitch, but he threw it for strikes, showed a little bit of a slider as well. Uh, I think he's got a chance as, as he matures and as he fills out physically, uh, I think he's got a chance uh, to really develop into one of the better pitchers in 2024. Um, again, the sinker had a lot of life. And just the way he carried himself, the way he pitched. I mean, he was facing Lake Travis, who I think is one of the best lineups in the state, top to bottom. And he went after those guys. He attacked and um, just was, had a kind of a fiery competitiveness on the mound and, and really went after guys. Um, so I, I was impressed with what I saw there. It started shaky for him, but, man, he pitched deep into the game for Westlake and kept them right into the game until later on they were able to kind of capitalize on some Lake Travis miscues defensively, uh, hit a couple balls hard, and up winning that game four to three um, and eight winnings on a walk, uh, walk-off walk base hit for Ben Longoria, 2023 catcher for Westlake, who uh, really worked hard behind the plate. Uh, a lot of effort behind the dish, uh, hit a couple of balls hard. Um, I think that that's a guy that's got a chance to be. He already is a strong catcher for Westlake, uh, but he's got a chance to keep improving moving forward. Uh, and become a solid catcher in the 2023 class. But 
Uh, I need to uh, I need to check into my flight right real quick. Um, let me do that. This is great podcasting, but heading to San Diego uh, for. Um, did, did y'all end up getting Padres tickets? Are you going to? Padres we did. Game? Yeah. So I I um, bought the tickets during the lockout because I was like, you know, they started talking a lot. This was around the point in time where they were in um, they were meeting in Port St. Lucie at the uh, Cardinal Spring Training Facility. Right. And it seemed like they were making a lot of progress, which we t- found out in hindsight was just basically the owners feeding Bob Nightingale stuff to try to sway public perception. Um, so I was like, you know what? Like we wanted to go to a game somewhere. That's kind of one of our things is we like to kind of travel around if we can and go to baseball stadiums we haven't been to before. I've been to Petco once, but she hasn't, my wife hasn't. Um, so I was like, yeah, I kind of would rather go there than Denver. Um, and I looked up, Oh, they're playing Ooh. the Dodgers. Um, so I jumped on that and then they started canceling games or basically delaying games or whatever it was at the time it was canceling. And I was like, Oh no, they're going to cancel this week of games. And I don't know what's going to happen with these tickets, but it worked out well in hindsight because I got really good seats that are going for about $150 more now per ticket um, than they were then. So yeah, we'll be at Petco Saturday night um it's the last my wife really loves to travel and it's it's the last kind of trip before uh baby number two arrives in late june at some point um it's also kind of the go out and do that and um kind of when we come back it's like all right it's go time the house has got to get in order we've got to organize things we've got to um get everything uh get everything situated the right way so uh man should get to the b group which the Southwest check-in thing, I always wonder, like, sometimes you get on there right when you're supposed to, and the first second you can check in, and you always get, like, late A's, early B's. I was like, huh. It's like, do that many people have the early bird check-in thing, or or sometimes it's people with connecting flights or whatever. It's like, I've never gotten, like, A, like, 13 in my life. Never. No. And I fly it's, Southwest so much. It's it's so bogus. We We tried to do that. The only time I have, I'm so I'm adamantly against getting the early bird check-in, but the only time I've I ever paid the paid the extra to get it was our honeymoon, and we were still B. Because <laughs> that's probably one of those situations where everybody making that yeah. type of trip is gonna do their yeah. So at that point, it's like, come on, can I get like a, a early bird refund here? Like seriously, kind of defeats the purpose that like exactly I'm the like, money if you can still in the B group. If you can't get in a certain, like past a certain point, like you shouldn't, they shouldn't charge you. It's, yeah. it's BS, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, same thing. Like I have my, I mean, I, I check in like the second that the clock yeah. changes to, and, and I'm B like, and whatever, whatever. Yeah. Set alarms and, and whatever. And it's yeah. just like, it's still no matter what, but um, you know, whatever there, there are worse problems, but yeah, heading out to San Diego. Um looking forward to, to getting out there and uh it's it's a fun city perfect weather um kind of go around see the beach and stuff like that and go to a, a padres and you darvish it's supposed to be you darvish versus andrew heaney the new andrew heaney um but he's dealing with some shoulder discomfort so it might be tyler anderson for the dodgers but that place will be packed yeah. um you know because i think a lot of la fans kind of turn that into a like a weekend getaway trip to go down to san diego but um you know, one guy i didn't mention for lake travis um kind of segue here was caden kent uh he did his thing he hit a triple uh he had another line drive to the wall in center field that was caught he walked twice he was intentionally walked uh late in the game in a key situation uh westlake didn't mess around they just put him on base but um we're going to talk today about you know uh, some guys that this isn't a full on rankings update, but we will be doing rank five to 55 rankings updates once the high school season ends. So uh, between Drew and I, I think that we've seen over 90 high school games already this season. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we've seen a lot of these guys in person. Um, and, you know, we, we wrote today, you can go to five tool.org and check this out. But uh, we each picked two guys from 2022, 2023, in 2024 to talk about uh, rankings wise for 2022 and 2023 be guys that we we're going to make a strong case for that need to move up the list. So need to improve their ranking. And then for 2024, it's two guys that we think have absolutely got to be on that first list um, when it comes out. So um, first things first, um, you know, this is kind of how I led the story for us, but 
I think that we are both in 100% agreement that Jet Williams is going to remain the number one player um, on the 5 to 55 for 2022. He was number one on the debut. He was number one in the update, and he's going to be number one when this list gets finalized after the end of the season. Um, the tools continue to really stand out. The production is there. He's showing improved run times, like really good run times. Um, the raw power is showing in games. I think people will be encouraged by what he's doing defensively. Um, and you're starting to see in a lot of these mock drafts online, you're starting to see his name mentioned in the first round or these prospect lists or, or a national list from the likes of Keith Law, et cetera, are listing him as a first round type of talent. And I think we agree with that. Um, and so he'll, he'll definitely remain number one on the list when it gets updated. But I mentioned Caden Kent. And for me, he's one of the two guys in the 22 class that I'm going to make a strong case to move up the list. I saw him a bunch in the summer. I've seen him three times now with Lake Travis. Every single time I've seen him, he's hit every single time. It's line drives all over the place, getting on base. He carries himself with kind of that fiery, um, quiet, but fiery competitiveness that his dad played with former MVP winner, Jeff Kent. Um, he's, he's grown a little bit height wise. I think he's still going to fill out. I think as he fills out those gap to gap liners, are gonna, some of them are going to start carrying over the fence. He's going to add a little bit more power to his game. He plays shortstop for Lake Travis and he can, he can handle it fine at the high school level. I think that he's going to slide into second base or third base collegiately and be uh, at least an average defender, um, at either of those two positions, but the guy flat out hits, he hits every single time I've seen him. And, we talk so much about like the amount of guys at the high school level who can truly hit. It's a, it's always a small list every single year. And he, he checks that box. So um, he's a guy that I'm going to push for to move up the list because I, I just can't deny it. Every single time I see the guy, he hits and he hits to all fields. Um, and I'm just, he's a guy that he just looks like a future big leader, the way he carries himself, his actions, the way his baseball mind works, everything. Um, that, that's a guy that I think has got a really, really bright future. Um, another guy that I got a chance to see for the first time, I saw him for a few games was Rylan Galvin, uh, the Sinton catcher, one of these Sinton catchers, Texas signee, um, bat speed really stood out. The ball flew off his bat in terms of exit velocity, strong arm behind the plate. He looks excellent physically. Uh, you can tell this is a guy that really knows how to take care of his body is a guy that knows what he's doing in the weight room, puts in a lot of time. Um, in that area because he looks like a really strong, um, good-looking senior player. Um, but I, I think one of the most important things when we talk about hitting and projecting hitting is, is bat speed. Uh, if you don't have good bat speed, it kind of limits what you can become as a hitter. And uh, he's got really good bat speed, and it's not a coincidence that the ball really flew off the bat when I saw him um, at that Dripping Springs tournament. And I, I think – evaluating prep catchers is probably the hardest position to evaluate. I, I know it is for me because it's really, really hard to catch at the professional level. Um, there's just not many guys that can really do that. But um, from what I saw with Ryland, I, I think he's going to be able to do it in college. I think if he keeps improving um, his skill and really keeps working on, you know, the receiving element moving around and, and that sort of thing. Um, I think he's got a chance to, to stick there. Um, you know, we'll see. It's, you know, it's, it's hard because we grade these guys on a, on a bar to where, you know, can they do it professionally? And there's just not many guys that can do that. But even if in the future as a pro prospect, he's got to move off of there. Um, the arm is strong, so, so strong. Um, he plays shortstop when he's not catching. He moves around well. The bat's going to play. Um, he's got to move up the list. He's number 41 right now. Um, we, we've got to move him up there because I think just the bat alone and then the plus arm behind the plate and the way he moved behind there, um, I think that he's a guy that's undoubtedly one of the best catching prospects in the state right now. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I actually just out of nowhere asked Adrian how he was doing this morning, uh -huh. <laughs> about 10 minutes before we jumped on this. But, yeah, I mean, putting up insane numbers, obviously the talent and the skills there. But um, when segueing on the on the bat speed, one of the guys that I, I chose was Tavion Vons. Um, and, you know, I got my first look at him live a couple of weeks ago against Jared Thomas. So that was good. I got to see him against a good pitcher. Um, and I'll be honest, like, you know, I, I didn't – 
I had a picture of him in my mind and he far surpassed that. I mean, we know he, we know he's a monster in the weight room. We know he can run. We know he's got an arm. We know he's got insane power, but when you see the guys take that and translate it and just like look like a baseball player, it's just a whole different feeling about a guy, you know, like there, there's guys that are five o'clock hitters that can hit the ball a mile. There's guys Mm -hmm. that can throw 90 plus from the outfield and, and run, uh, you know, really good times, but not be good base runners or good, get good jumps. And, and that's the opposite of Tavion. Cause he did all those things uh, in just the one game. Like I saw him be patient at the plate. Um, I saw him smoke two doubles, uh, took good angles and got good jumps on balls in the outfield, held a runner to his base by making a good, accurate throw to third. Um, and I was just incredibly impressed. And he's a guy that man, like in a couple, I mean, I, I, you know, I, and I, let's put a caveat out there. Whenever, whenever we're talking about player comps, I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be this guy or is this guy currently, but a lot of these guys, when you watch them play, they just kind of give you some, you know, a movement profile that's similar, just, they kind of look the same or move the same, or, you know, you could see them turning into a guy like this in a few years, if everything goes right. And that's, that's a lot that has to happen, but um, you know, he, he reminds me, you know, I know you and I are both huge fans of Starling Marte uh-huh. um, and both of us in, find a way to get him on fantasy teams to, all the time, but that's who kind of who he reminds me of, you know, he's, you know, he's a guy that is going to have a chance to hit for power and steal some bases and play center field. So um, really impressed with him. Um, he's a guy that, you know, is, is is a definite candidate candidate to be moved up in my mind and then you know staying on that same note a guy who isn't in the 55 who's going to make a gigantic jump and up to you know we've talked about putting him up pretty high but it's jack livingstone Mm -hmm. um and he's a guy that you know has that combination too of production and projection uh he's blown up this spring um turned into a commitment to tech um, had been committed to Temple, um, but you know it's it, there's certain places that you just can't pass up. And Tech's gotten to be one of those programs in our state. And you know it sounds like you know Jack has some friends that have committed to uh, Tech recently, so he'll be playing with some of his buddies um, too, which is always a, a positive. You know, it, it just helps you know make you feel more at home and more enjoyable if you know some guys going in. But he's just been ridiculous this spring he's two no hitters in a row um velos ticked up command's gotten better stuff is good it's not a comfortable at bat you know i know i know we've beat this like a dead horse but he he reminds me a lot of tanner shepherds um you know there's a lot more velo in in the tank for jack i think and he's been working at it and you know the same thing like he's gaining velocity but he's also commanding the ball better um and like i said i promise you that the way, the way his ball moves and there's just, you know, like from reputation alone, there's probably just a little bit in the back of everybody's mind that he might be a little bit wild. Um, and he's, he's been around the plate, but like you get some really bad swings. Um, you get some really uncomfortable looking at bats where you think a guy is probably afraid he's going to come in and he goes the other direction or you finally start looking at that cutter outside and then he busts you in. But um, there's a big future ahead for that guy. Um, You know, he's a guy that I think could, could really, really be a big time um, impact guy quickly for tech. I mean, especially out of the pen, Um, you know, I mean, not to say he's not going to have a chance to start, but you could see him coming in and being a a closer type guy with just his demeanor and athleticism. And, you know, he, he, he doesn't, you know, he, he pitches emotionally, but under control. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, you you could see him being a guy that just kind of loves that moment at the end of the game. Uh, but he's been awesome. Um, you know, he hasn't been on the 55 before, but that's going to change obviously as we as we begin making our final rankings for that group yeah and on that note like we limited ourselves to two guys at the for the sake of not ended up writing like eight thousand words and kind of going through the entire list but uh, i know we've talked about lucas davenport in the past and um you know as a guy that's going to be on the list when we updated who hasn't been on there currently kind of like like jack livingstone and um it sounded like he threw the ball exceptionally well against Allen. 
um, recently. So uh, if you're listening or you're reading and you don't see or hear your name, like uh, there, there's there's a bunch tough. of guys. Yeah, it was tough. There's there's a bunch of people that I, yeah. I had to argue back and forth. But, you know, those two really stood out. Yeah, like there are definitely guys that like when we do our our rankings calls and talk through everything and whatever. Like I, I know there's a long list of guys that we've gotten a chance to see, but uh, we limited it to, to two and, and kind of those guys that really kind of, for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's, you get to see a guy live for the first time or um, in, the, you know, in the case of me for the 2023 class, that was, you know, getting a, a in-person look for the first time at, at Tristan Russell, um, who, who's the uh, Cypress Woods um shortstop down there and I got a chance to see them against Bridgeland and, and Murphy Brooks when he was throwing and I knew that you know Tristan Russell was really skilled I, I know he was you know for a 2023 guy is a really famous prospect and um, talked to people about him seen a bunch of video and everything else and I think that he was a great example of they're just things that you can't see if you don't see high school games in person how they carry themselves, their body language, how they interact with teammates, like, you know, how they handle tense situations, you know, in and out, you know, like that sort of stuff. And um, he really stood out. I mean, he hit a bomb from the left side off the scoreboard. Um, he From the right side, he hit one to the right field warning track that almost got out of the park. But really, it was just a guy that wanted the baseball in the biggest moments of the game when he was on defense uh, made a big double play to end a game with the bases loaded. Um, and when he was on the offensive side, he, he wanted to be in the batter's box during the game's biggest moments. Um, you know, his, his instincts on the diamond really showed. And those are the types of things that you just don't get a feel for um, unless you see these guys in person. So um, for me, he's a guy that I, I'm, I'm going to want to move up the list because it's like, okay, like I know what the tools are like. Uh, I've, I've now seen the skill and also the mental side um, in person during games. And, and that's the sort of thing that, you know, when you see a guy that carries himself like that and those types of instincts that show, um, you can feel a little bit better about what he's going to get out of his tools and skills. So Tristan Russell has been a standout guy um, for that Cypress Woods um, planning a loaded district down there. And he's had a strong uh, junior season. And then, um, keeping it with the Sentin guys, my man, Jaquay Stewart. Yeah. I think that he's the best left-handed hitter in the state for 2023. I, I really do. I, I, I first saw this guy in the summer, um, hitting the ball all over the yard with a wood bat at rice with hundred mile per hour exit velocity. Saw him in dripping Springs, hit a ball off the left center field wall on the fly. It's just, it's a great combination of natural hitting field, also some power to all parts of the park. He's another one of those guys that every single time I see him, he hits. And he kind of reminds me of Josh Naylor when Josh Naylor was a prospect. Um, Josh Naylor ended up going number 12 overall. Um, I'm not saying Jaquay Stewart's going to be a first-round pick in 2023, but you know Josh Naylor is listed right now at 5'11", 250 for the Guardians. Um, I think Jaquay right now is probably pretty close to that probably 5'10", 5'11", uh, maybe like 230, 2'40", something like that. Um, but he's an underrated athlete. You can see when he gets on the mound, he throws a lot of really quality innings for Sinton. Um, you can see when he moves around first base, I think he's got a chance to be at least an average defender at first base, maybe even above average. And I wouldn't rule it out that as he matures, that he can maybe sneak into a corner outfield spot, similar to what Josh Naylor does right now for the Guardians. Uh, now, Naylor came out as a prospect who had like 70 raw power grades, and I, I don't think Jaquay has that, but you start looking like, could it be a future 60 hit? Could it be a future 60 raw power? And then you see that he gets to that pretty often. I, I think you're talking about a guy that needs to be uh, moved up the list there in the 2023 class, but huge fan of the Houston Baptist commit. Um, I, I think that he's got to be, uh, in terms of prospect status, the best commitment they've probably ever gotten. Um, in that program but every single time I see the guy he hits he really competes extremely well a two-sport guy that's a stand out in football as well um, so Jaquay Stewart's going to be a guy that I'm going to want to move up the list in 2023. Yeah well you, you know you talk about him being probably the best left-handed hitter maybe the best hitter in the state I got a guy that I think is going to challenge for that a little bit in a right-hander uh, Aiden Smith um, this uh, every time 
every time I see him, he barrels balls. Mm-hmm. Um, he's big, he's strong, he's athletic, he has bat speed. Um, and everything that you want is there with him. And, uh, he's been really impressive. It's obvious to see why, um, Mississippi state jumped on that commit. Um, when some people, you know, either hadn't seen him or just didn't have him as high in some rankings, not that the rankings dictate the recruiting, but you know, typically they're pretty, what pretty much in the ballpark, a lot of places, but Aiden's physical, strong, hard worker, um, just hear a lot of good things about him and athletically, I think he can stick in center field. Um, he reminds me a lot of the big, you know, the big, uh, athletic outfielders that Mississippi state typically has. Um, I, you know, see some Hunter Renfro in him. Um, I just, I think he's, he's got a chance to hit for power. He hits to all fields, um, not a dead pool guy. Um, so, you know, I think he's a guy that, I think we have him like 2021 ish. Um, let me pull it up. I think we have him at, let's see, where do we got him? I know it's in the 20s. I think. He is at, he's at 22, and that yep. is way too low. Um, after watching him play throughout the spring, but um, expect him to make a jump. Another guy that uh, wasn't on the list that I think is going to have a chance to really play and pitch his way onto the list um, with what he's done this spring and what I think he's got a chance to do this summer's uh, Vista Ridge is Hank Howard. I got to see him against Rock Hill um, pitch against a really good Rock Hill lineup um, in freezing cold, freezing cold conditions. Oh yeah. Um, that lovely February, late February weekend. It yeah. was, it was probably the coldest game that I've been at this year. Um, if not, it was second, but he was, he commanded the ball. Um, he moved fastball to both sides of the plate through a good breaking ball. Um, looks like he knows how to pitch. And I think there's a lot more velocity in there. I mean, he's been up to 89 quite a bit. Um, you know, he's been in the nineties a few times, but I think he's, there's a lot more there. Um, uh, really impressed with him. He reminds me of Lance Lynn, kind of a big bodied but athletic pitcher. Um, you know, and you can tell that by the fact that he plays some outfield when he's not pitching, he can play first base and he can hit. Um, so he's, he's a, been an impact player for a really good Vista Ridge team, uh, down there with coach Garver. And, um, you know, I, I think he's got a chance, um, good student, uh, really good student. So, you know, he's a guy that, uh, has a chance to make some, some really big noise this summer, but big fan of his think he'll, he'll have a chance to get on the list, uh, next go around and, and then we can jump to the 24s. Yeah, yeah. That district is a tight battle just looking at it with Westwood, Cedar Ridge, Round Rock, and Vista Ridge up there right now. And Vandergriff kind of lurking around. That's a, that's going to be a tough, tough battle to get to the playoffs there. But yeah, sticking on the mound 2024, I've got two pitchers that that I've seen uh both seen I've seen them both twice um during the high school season. I'll start with with Case and Evans from St. Pius. It, I, I think that he's the early leader for top guy in the state in 2024 right now. I know Aiden Sims up in Forney um, has kind of got that reputation as well um, as a guy that, that you know, was a, a standout at area code last summer. I've seen Case and Evans twice, and it's been really, really good both times. And it's been different. And it's been different because he's not just a stuff guy. He knows how to pitch. He has an advanced feel for pitching. For a guy his age, he's tall, he's athletic. Uh, you know, I had a video of him making a play coming off the mound and doing a jump throw from from the uh, third base line across to the first base to get a guy out. Um, but he can pitch and he can manipulate the breaking ball. And it's it's a it's a four pitch mix in the future. Um, he's been up to 94 miles an hour. He can sink it. He can throw four seams up. He can throw a a slider sometimes it's more of a, a curveball and he can throw the change up to lefties for swings and misses and uh you don't typically see sophomores who have this kind of stuff and this ability to execute their stuff so really really high on case nevins no doubt 5 to 55 guy and i think um the early leader for number one in the state and and that's partially because the bummer of theo gillen um, you know, being out with a shoulder injury and his season being done um, there at Westlake, because that's certainly a guy that would be in the mix there. But um, two really, really good looks at Casey Evans. And then Jake Neely, uh, right-handed pitcher from Clark in the San Antonio area. 
I've seen him a couple times. Uh, we had another uh, one of our video guys, Tracy Warren, was at one of his games recently as well and was really raving about the stuff that he showed. And I've seen him up to 91. Uh, it's a clean delivery, clean arm, really advanced feel for spinning the baseball. I think the curveball is going to be it's going to be future plus pitch. Uh, he can manipulate it. He's got the changeup feel as well. He doesn't have to go to it too much yet, but he's got the feel in there for sure. I think that's going to be a pitch that's going to help him handle left-handed uh, left-handed batters. Um, I think the fastball's got a chance to eventually sit in the low 90s as he matures and gets stronger. Um, but I liked it that I saw him kind of come in early in the year in a scrimmage situation where it was like, hey, you're going to get the third and fourth inning, and it was great. Uh, but then I saw him have to come in cold in a game when they were losing against San Antonio Johnson. And you could tell he just never found his best stuff, which that typically happens when you don't let pitchers warm up and come into the game. Um, but he really competed. Uh, and this was against a really good lineup. Uh, he didn't give in. He kept challenging guys. He kept throwing his stuff with conviction. And you could tell that he was really trying to do whatever he could uh, to keep his team in the game. And he did keep his team in the game. So, um, Jake Neely to me is definitely one of the, the better right-handed pitching prospects in the state for 2024 uh, and a guy that's that's going to be on our 2024 list when it first comes out yeah uh, well I'm going to be a homer like you always accuse me of and go with Pearson Reebok um, this is a, this I, is very fair homerism though I, I yeah. encourage this homerism because this guy looks like he's a major dude yeah, so he's he's been a two-way guy so far for, for Rockwell this spring um, been up to 90 on the mound um, hits at the top of the lineup, can bunt, can run, hits for power, um, you know, comes up with big clutch hits when he has the chance. I mean, he's had some big hits against Heath, seen him tie up a game in extra innings against Flower Mount Marcus. You know, it just the moment doesn't seem too big. Um, you know, I, I just see him continuing to grow um, just because of what his brother did. His brother, who is a, probably going to be an All-American in junior college this year as a freshman with over 55 stolen bases so far. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, it's wild. Um, but really good athlete. He's going to get a lot stronger. Um, backspins the ball, um, plays center field, second base, third base, will probably play short when Braden Randall graduates. Um, but just a, just a really good baseball player. You know, he, he doesn't look out of place at any of those spots. The moment's never too big. Um, and I think he actually likes that moment. He's a guy that produces better in bigger situations is kind of the feeling I've got so far, but, um, really good athlete, really good player. Um, looking forward to seeing him, uh, continue to play. Uh, the other one I'll move over to Argyle, um, with two-way guy, Park Prater, um, We've seen a couple times now. Got to see him pitch early on, and then have seen him hit. Um, he, then he came in in relief, picked up a. I think he got the win, either the win or the save. But after hitting a game tying or take the lead home run or whatever it was, but another guy that just always seems to be in the middle of big things happening in big games. Um, really good athlete. He reminds me a little bit. And they're not the same. Like he's he's a Jared's a little looser, but he reminds me of Jared Thomas. But I mm -hmm. think he's about a year ahead of Jared on the physical development side. Um, but he's a guy too, that you just see that as he gets continues to get stronger, he's just going to get better and better on both sides of the ball. Um, he knows how to pitch. Uh, you know, he, he, I, I don't know his spin rate, but I'm imagining it's pretty good because he's getting a lot of swing and miss on his fastball. When I saw him um, just looked like balls that you would think the guys would be on, but they weren't. So they mm -hmm. were, um, and they moved the breaking ball around. Um, threw a lot of strikes, was competitive, you know, as the velo comes, it'll start to look a lot more dominant, even though he's, even though he's already striking out a lot of guys. Um, but just a good baseball player, uh, plays center field for Argyle. Um, saw him, seen him run down some balls, um, hit balls in the gap. He can run and just, you know, hits hit some of the balls that he, he's already hitting some home runs, but the balls that he's hitting in the gap, I think, by this time his senior year, those will be going over the fence. Um, but he's got a fun swing. It's kind of a uh, not. I don't know if throwbacks the right word, but it's kind of like a classic left-handed swing. Which it's is the way the kind of the arms, the hands drop a little bit, and he just kind of unleashes yeah. that bat speed. It's a fun swing. Kind of like he's kind of like a Sean Green type guy. Okay, you no, know, it's not. It's not not super not super twitchy. 
Yeah. Um, I think Jared, as he's gotten stronger, he's gotten a little bit more twitchy. Um, and the powers come, the speed has come. Yeah. And Park Park's kind of a guy that I could see doing that, but he he plays on that Tiger team. Um, that's that's really good. Um, I'm excited to watch him play this summer. Um, I think he's gonna have a chance to to do some damage and become a, a big a, well, I guess he's already a big name on, on for his age group, but even bigger uh, from for a bigger or a wider area as he as he continues to grow and get better and uh, get stronger. But really impressed with both of those guys. Um, obviously, the two you mentioned are guys that we're gonna be heavily in on. Um, I know Jake's older brother was at Texas and is uh, you know then went to San Jack, then to to Ohio State and threw a hundred. So you know you can easily imagine that Jake's just going to continue to get bigger and throw harder. Yeah. So um, that's exciting about him. But you know it's it's always it's always interesting to see those guys who have brothers that play pro college ball or pro ball and, and you know they they typically get a front row seat to, to that work ethic mm-hmm. and you know get exposed to some stuff a little bit ahead of some other guys that don't. So it'll be interesting to see how much Jake continues to grow and. Um, and, you know, just continue to get better because Jack, you know, Jack is still not a finished product and he's right. you know, out of college. So, you know, Jake having so much success early on, it's going to be really interesting to watch him progress. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be nice getting into the summer and already having just a really good base of having seen so many of these guys and, and um, kind of knowing, you know, who we need to bear down on and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, it's, it's, I know we haven't put the finishing touches on the 22 class and, and that season, but it's, it's hard not to get excited about what's coming up through the ranks in, in 2023 and even, even 2024 as well. But yeah, I mean um, the, the Reebok kid, like it's, you know, one of the things we talk about is you get into those big rivalry games and it's those young guys stand out and aren't like overwhelmed by the environment and the situations and everything that's usually speaks very, very loudly um, about what kind of player they are, what kind of player um, they could become in the future. So uh, it's going to definitely be a lot of fun following those guys, but yeah, that's, that's two guys from each class. So two guys from 2022, two guys from 2023 that we're going to make a strong case to move up the rankings list. When we go through those, um, and do those rankings at the end of the high school season. And then two 2024 guys each um, who we think are going to be on that first 5 to 55 uh, for that 2024 class. So um, it's been, you know, we, we, we talked so much about, um, you know, seeing these guys and stuff, and we haven't really discussed rankings much recently. So it was a good time to kind of mention some guys that we've seen that have really stood out during our in-person looks. And uh, it, like we said, it's a, it's a much longer list than just these guys, but, but these are some main ones that are like, okay, this is this is really attention grabbing stuff um, that we that we've seen, and uh, yeah, ex- exciting times for sure. But uh, what do you what have you got on the on the weekend agenda? What's what's coming up for you? Don't know. I'm still trying to decide where I'm going to go tomorrow to yeah. watch the game. Um, got gymnastics Saturday morning. Oh, and- there you go. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I don't nothing nothing really concrete. We we're talking about going down to Austin for the spring game and baseball games, but I don't know that that's going to happen. So we we've made that drive uh, recently enough to where we don't want to do it again. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. Where we're going to land? Uh, yeah, you kind of need a little little breather in between that that sort of drive. But yeah, I'll actually be making the uh, the trip down to. Uh, Lano um this evening um for yeah. to see Blanco and Dylan LaRue and um uh, sounds like they've got a couple of seniors that that are uncommitted that um are kind of, of turning some heads down there so hopefully we get a look at some guys and you know they're kind of playing well and maybe get them on the radar a little bit but uh you know we try so much to see every single guy on our list and uh once this got moved to Thursday I felt it was kind of a sign it's like hey you know here, here you go here's a little layup for you um, to go down. And plus I've never been to that area like of Texas. Right. So right. Um, it'd be kind of cool to drive in there and, and, you know, I, I know it's a gorgeous area and stuff like that. So I'll get down there mix it up, mix it up a little bit, get to a different area, see some three, a baseball down there, because we know that that area always has guys like, yeah. Um, what was the guy that came out of there throwing a hundred miles an hour recently? Um, it was from Salado. Wasn't he? No, uh, what it was, um, 
I don't think he was from Salado, was he? Yeah. Um, Lang, Justin Lang. Yeah, I think he was from, from Was he? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and look it up. He was from Lano. What? Justin oh. Lang was from Lano. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know who just, you're. I don't know who you're thinking of, but there yeah, was someone he, from Salado that was throwing. That was throwing a hundred. Yeah. So like they always kind of have a guy every so often that just pops up and it's just like, uh, yeah, he got taken in the first round um, comp round 34th overall by the Padres. And I think he was, I think he was traded recently. No, he's still in the Padres system. Um, So yeah, that area, I mean, you know, it's, they've always typically got some guys and stuff like that. So excited to get down there, but yeah, also excited to, the the last Ray, Reagan Bazaar. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. I remember that name. Um, that was a long. Wasn't that a long time ago? No. How long ago was no. he? Um, I remember hearing the name from scouts. You know, kind of a guy that was taken. Uh, off. I guess it was 2016. Okay, well, yeah, not that long. Um, yeah, I remember that that name for sure. But yeah, there's just always sometimes there's those pop up guys in that area, but. Um, yeah, and then it'll be off to San Diego for the last last hurrah before it's it's gonna be life with two children, which whew, we'll see uh we'll see how that works. We'll see how that works. Uh, I apologize in advance this summer for any um, grammatical or typing errors that are gonna happen on the five tool website because uh, there are gonna be some days with some heavy eyes. Um, heavy eyes that coffee can't fix once there's two, uh, once there's a newborn and a toddler um, in the house doing a thing. So hopefully having done this once before, hopefully it'll be easier. It'll, it'll Um, be easier and harder at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like, everyone's like, yeah, it just kind of comes back to you, you know, with a newborn. I was like, well, good. Because I don't like, I feel like that whole time period, like the first few months, you just kind of are, are blackout whirlwind of, of uh, your body just kind of goes into a zone and just figures out how to get things done. And then you kind of snap out of it later on. So, um, but yeah, looking forward to getting down to Leno tonight to see that uh, getting eyes on Dylan LaRue again, saw him with the, the, um, the Dodgers uh, scout team in the fall, saw him in the summer with Victus elite. I uh, now get to see him with, with Blanco high school and uh, go see if there's um, some seniors down there that need some recognition, maybe help those guys get a little bit more exposure, but uh, well, that's about it. That's all I got. Um, this was a good one. Again, get to uh, to fivetool.org to check out the writing. Um, you know, we're going to publish that story about those guys that, that we're going to want to move up the rankings list and those 2024 guys that are going to be on the inaugural list when we do publish that um, for the first time. But uh, and get to Apple Podcasts or Podbean or uh, to, to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate, you know, if, you, if you're listening on Apple and want to leave us a rating or review, uh, helps the podcast kind of get out there, but follow all the five tool coverage on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. We're all over the place. I mean, it's just like every single day I look on Instagram and we've got a really cool video of, of a, like a great moment or a standout performance or, or whatever it is. Uh, we're kind of just all over the place checking out these games and these great atmospheres around the state. So, um, well, until we talk to y'all next time, uh, have a great weekend and we'll see you. Take care.